Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Coming directly to your tablet and smartphone, it's the Glitter Boys! Today we are continuing our plunge through the history of the Rifts Worldbook series with a look at yet another fascist regime. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> this one's in Germany. <laughs> we have book five, Triax and the NGR. And I got to say that cover right there, badass robot, makes me want to play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've always thought of this book a little differently. I've always thought of it as um, the Europe arms and equipment because, I mean, there, there's a little history and a lot of stuff, but oh my God, is there so much stuff, so much cool stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yep. So here we go. We have Triax and the NGR. Uh, just from a bird's eye view, what this book gives you is several new factions. You have the coalition-esque pro-human new german republic uh, out where you would expect them to be in germany you've got the gargoyle mm -hmm. empire and uh gargoyles in this game this is our first exposure to them really they are yeah. a staple of the fantasy series at times but in this i believe this is our first like real introduction to gargoyles being a thing in rifts and a lot of people might go into this expecting, like, you know, the cartoon gargoyles. These are towering monstrosities, like 20 feet to 40 feet and more. They're huge. Also demonic. Yeah. Yes. Demonic. I think the story is that they themselves are not actually demons, but the gargoyles in the past invaded the demonic realms and set up mm. shop there, and now are from demonic places, effectively making them de facto demons. Yeah. And then you have Poland as well, which is set up as a uh, broadkill empire, I believe. Uh, there's not so much on it. We'll get to them a little bit more deeply when we get to the companion book to this. But yeah, after that, you have a shitload. And I mean a shitload of gear. <laughs> Yeah. This, I think, is the biggest I mean, gear dump to date in the series. That that we've done, certainly, yeah. yeah. And it's, there's some good stuff in here. We're not just talking about, you know, dickhead robots. Like, we get into some cool-looking stuff. Mm -hmm. There are modifications on some existing things. Uh, they go a little bit into some of this stuff we'll see in what can be considered the companion book to this, which is, we'll probably be doing fairly soon there's you know some stuff on you know the mom conversions and the crazies and juicer stuff uh and then there's comics and these are long comics and i love long comics yeah 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 yeah. i do i do i do this is it's <laughs> i want i want more you know this 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 could have been a nice recurring side story in like the rifter or something yeah 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 it um yeah, and it's it's great. There is something, and stop me if I'm wrong. When when did this one come out? Nineties, uh, ninety four. Yep, first printing February nineteen ninety four. Okay, look at what the uh, the NGR Mecha are fighting in this comic. 
And does that strike you at all as kind of Power Rangery? Because that's about the same time. The enemies that they are fighting against? Yeah, like on page 29. Um, Like uh, the spiky, I am the Electro Demon with an X. Kinda. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> where but, an enemy basically wearing bigger one football comes. shoulders <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I i was feeling the influence i love the armor designs so the the cyclops style thing that they got going on for the mm-hmm. infantry armor that they sort of like take it and just run with it with a number of variations i like the the base body armor yeah the the ngr cyclops mm-hmm. and that that style it reminds me a lot like i think destiny borrowed a lot the destiny the video game yeah borrowed a lot of this style for uh for their own i can also see this art heavily inspiring games like warframe which i got really into yeah some of the some of the designs in here are decidedly moving away from normal human looking kind of stuff and mm. into something more robotic and, you know, strange. And I really dig that. It's not like ridiculously strange, but in the same way that you can look at this armor and be like, okay, there's a human in that suit, but that is still a cool looking suit. You can apply that same mentality when looking at the designs in Destiny and Warframe. You're like, these, yeah. these are clearly out there designs, but they're rooted in humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And then they carry that single eye throughout the vast majority of their designs up into the giant robots. You've got the modular weapon loadout robot, the hunter. Oh God. Just, just the way that they have. Okay. I've said this before. I love diagrams. (laughs) I I love diagrams. I love cross sections. I love the labeled kind of stuff. And although that's kind of not quite to the level of what I like, the stuff for the hunter, which starts on Mm -hmm. page 55, those diagrams of the various weapon loadouts and how they fit into place. Oh God, I love it. I love it. I, I do too. Yeah. But I I we getting to the hunter, we skipped over something I, I want to talk about, and that is this is the first occurrence, I believe, of the new styles of Glitter Boy, where we take the iconic thing that everyone liked to play and we try and shoehorn it into all the other ones so that people have somewhere comfortable that they can they can play. In, in this new book. And honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't care for it. I don't like the design personally. It really just looks like a Cyclops armor with a gun on its shoulder, but yeah, I do like the story behind how it came into existence. Agreed. And I do like yeah. the, the way that they develop the animosity that may exist between mm-hmm. Triax and the coalition because of Triax's, going around the leaders and talking directly to Quebec free state. Yeah. Although I just never liked the whole Quebec having a shitload of glitter boys thing. To me, I like the idea of the glitter boy as the knight errant, you know, the, the same role in it's, it's battle tech, right? You know, well, classic battle tech yeah. pre clans where the, the mech is a suit that is handed down through generations. It's, it's a status and it's you yeah. know, there's very few that are identical. That's what I like about the concept of the Glitter Boys. And then they just sort of dashed that on the rocks by making hundreds of them in Quebec. Yeah, it's 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 power creep. You know, it's yeah. Um, 
as as things get up and you know but this is the new hotness but this is the new hotness oh yeah. shit the old hotness is nothing well let's make it a new hotness mm-hmm. it's it's hard but it's not the first or as i understand it in books i haven't gotten to yet it's not even like the fifth time though i've seen on covers flipping through the catalogs a whole bunch of glitter boy variations yeah honestly i i get the concept but i would prefer to have a thing be absolute in and of itself whenever possible because it it keeps it special. Agreed wholeheartedly. Okay. That was my glitter boy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think of those tachycomas starting on page 65? (laughs) The tachycomas. You're a ghost in the shell person. Yeah. I I, want to also talk real fast about the, uh, about the modular uh, suits weapons oh, yeah. for with the TX stuff that was really cool. I did like that design, mm-hmm. and I also liked the cutaway on that where it shows how the pilot sat in. Yeah, and stuff like that is kind of difficult sometimes to really envision when you look at a lot of this art. Like, for example, the Ultimax. The Ultimax is interesting mm-hmm. because it's listed as power armor, and yet uh, it has a cockpit. So there's there's yeah. that debate that's ongoing, even right here within the pages of this very book, and forever onward since throughout the fandom is the debate of whether or not it's a robot or power armor. Ultimately, doesn't really matter in my opinion, but because of things like that, sometimes it's hard to step back and realize, oh, this is a robot, but it's actually a ship kind of thing. Like, yeah, someone is not piloting or someone's not, you know, running in this. They are driving it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I really like some of the stuff they get into here um, that is kind of put over Studio Ghibli looking <laughs> cleaner, though. Uh, uh, Max by Lang, like the, the, the land crabs and the man killers and the transport mech robot. <laughs> I don't have enough of an opinion. The dragon wing and stuff like that. They they do have some pretty out there designs. But uh, take a look at page 81. Okay. What do you think of that one? Getting there. Veritech, maybe? <laughs> Close. Like, as... I just don't see why it needs all those air intakes. Like, it's got two on his chest, one on the shoulder, one on the back of the shoulder. Uh, two on the side of the knees. Maybe, maybe it has heating problems. But yeah, that's that's totally like Veritech-y, Gundam-y. It's, it's a Veritech without the wings. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after that, we dive in through their, their uh, autonomous robots. Yeah. Which... <laughs> you kept the hell away from Archie. <laughs> a little fellow with the big old doc, with the big old skull cap, I think, is uh, adorable. <laughs> the mushroom head yeah yeah, yeah these, these they always are, do those and and finally we get into the infiltration bots they're robotic mm. gargoyles just amazing like really cool some stuff. of this does really feel power rangery to me yeah like the infiltration robot when we rip off this mask what do we find underneath <laughs> Well, I think if you want to get really Power Rangery, look at the art design starting on page uh, 100. <laughs> These really do look like those uh, Power Ranger upgrades oh, that they got yeah, in some no, of the later a- absolutely. seasons. Absolutely. <laughs> Though, I do like the... Um, 
whatever those are, like mini missile or power cell antenna thing, you know, fuel cell, whatever's going on there on the head. But <laughs> I, I've always liked that particular design. But yeah, it, yeah. it does look very, very Zordy. Yeah. And then finally, 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 on page 103, we have the cyborg. This is the mm-hmm. cyborg that's in that red and black art that is from the core book. This this is the cyborg, the stats for that cyborg that is walking through the wasteland. Yeah. Or maybe that's the, uh, no, yep, the red type. Is it, wait, where's the red type? Is there a red type? Um, it's not the stopper. Ah, no, here we go. Page 106, the uh, Manhunter. That's the one. Yeah. The thing was scary looking when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I think is not scary looking is page 110. Yeah, with the the juicer. Like that is, that is low level villain here. (laughs) I am insecto. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of these designs though, they are really cool. One thing I should note though, and we're going to get into this in several books, including this one and the next one, is that these stats are outdone by the core changes, by the changes to the Borg in the Ultimate Edition. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Like, these are some cool Borg options if you're using the Borg concept from the first book, but... When using any of these in a campaign of rifts that is running from the Ultimate Edition, folks, compare the numbers. You might be missing mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, there's always like a grain of salt taken with that. It's rifts, uh, like the power creep is real, but like like we've gone over a couple of times, like if you're trying to to min-max, you 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 can. But the Vagabond is going to wander up to you and rob you blind while you're sleeping just because everyone <laughs> can do anything. It, it's rifts. It's wild. It's it's insane. Yeah. So, yeah, don't min-maxing. And I, I don't worry about power creep. Like, I do in, in some games, like, especially like Warhammer, where you're buying, like, out ungodly costly miniatures. But, like, in something like like this... I, I just don't worry about it. I don't I don't worry about the the things going up because like the way I always looked about it, I was I was raw meat entering rifts to begin with. Like survival was not guaranteed. The best you can hope for is to die like on your feet still fighting in a, yeah. in a noble cause. Next we have vehicles. Now the vehicles that come up in here, I love the vehicles in this. Oh, I love the vehicles too and I yeah, believe they're so cool. I think at this point, these are the first actual hovercrafts that we've seen. Hovercraft is a pilot skill that almost every character gets from the core book of Rifts. If you make a Butts Edition character, chances are you have pilot hovercraft. But there's no hovercraft in that book. Just the sky cycle is it, right? Well, there's also hover cycle, yeah, which is a separate skill. But in the core book and several of the expansions, there are no hovercraft to use that skill with. So now we have multiple hovercraft we have the hover pods we have the hover artillery mm. platforms we have the hover barges and I those think, are cool uh, like that yep, yep. that's the base man that's what you want on mm-hmm. your side 
we have some airships and uh where's the is it is it there's one that i always love oh yeah hover tanks and yes mm-hmm. the uh the wilderness crusader page 138 that is my mm-hmm. favorite hovercraft in rifts to date it is a lovely ship i like the terror is my personal favorite the mini tank what page it's, it's fucking wee and it's adorable oh, yeah. uh, 133 oh, God, <laughs> and like it it's it's it screams to me dominion tank police and i just freaking love it well i love the fact that if you get the xm 350 leopard the on page 136 it comes with one of those mm. in its butt I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tank with a tank you know you know you're a round town tank and you're you've got like a a jawa trawler on page 140 that i think mm-hmm. might have actually been a direct copy of a gi joe toy <laughs> uh, there's there's a, a couple of things in here that are really close to a couple of things, yeah. and as a, a GI Joe nerd, I, I can I can speak to that. But um, there are some things in here that just drive me fucking insane, though. Like if we skip on to uh, 143, and we're looking at the precision laser pistol, uh, it just it just hurts my soul. <laughs> that 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 thing that 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 hurts me. Oh. Yeah, I I don't like any of the sights on anything anywhere because none of them are real. I don't like the upside down pumps. <laughs> I just like the guns that they did was I don't think anyone ever fired a gun who uh, who designed any of these. Yeah, some of these look like straight up super soakers. Yeah, <laughs> but you know. They also still kind of look silly and cool. They look like something you might see in a weird-ass gonzo apocalypse. And I'm okay yeah. with that. There's so much gear in this book. Just pages upon pages upon pages of armor, vehicles, weapons, yeah. cybernetics, if that's your thing. We've got a handful of new some skills. Some new OCCs. Some, some new classes. I, there's a great picture by Long uh, on 163, I think, where it's a, a pilot getting into a suit and it actually shows how they fit into the suit. Yeah. And I really like that one. I like, like it, it never but man, that me. stance, like you're going to be a wide-legged stance the whole time. Oof. Well, you see that crotch piece that comes up there? That actually supports you by the balls. <laughs> so, Or by the cod piece, the pilot, the pilot cod piece. <laughs> Urine and feces are processed and, in the thigh pads. And then we have the famous robot puncher on page 167. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eyes everywhere. Yeah. There's some really cool rules in here for robot soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the concept of like you remotely control, if not transport your brain into a robot. I, I like the rules. It's a it's a new concept here, and I really dig how they get into the details on it. So we got some more OCCs, and then we got some and drugs, yeah. designer drugs Ooh. like Boingo, a powerful Ooh. stimulant that is roughly equal to drinking five pots of coffee and taking a hit of speed. <laughs> and then I kind of just want to skip page one seventy nine through something. It didn't really age well. Uh yeah, but yeah. we I think we should talk about it real fast. Yeah, do we got. To, the- or do you want to annoy it? Yeah, we'll do it. We we got some gypsy classes, eh, you know. And here's really the thing: age well. like, yeah, 
Um, we're going to encounter this a lot, and yeah. I, I personally think the uh, the path we should take is just acknowledging it, saying that it it, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, it's just it's just not good. I especially like the uh, the gypsy thief. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. that's just not great. Gypsy wizard thief doesn't make it any better. Uh, it's mm-hmm. today we can say things like do better, but we should recall that in the time it was, you know, it was it was just a thing. It was a thing we all at the time were okay with. So yep. let's not crucify them now. Skipping on. Kevin Sambita artwork in a series, in in an extended comic. Yeah. Of Gargoyles. I I love Kevin. Kevin, I love your art. I want more. Make it happen. More, more, more. Yeah. And stuff about the Gargoyles. I I have a hard time with the Gargoyles, honestly. Yeah. They just don't strike me as real, you know? Yeah. I, I had a hard time back in the day, and I still have a hard time today. Just the whole concept of the Gargoyle Empire, they are described as having like millions of them. Yeah. I don't understand why they haven't just flown over and conquered Triax. You know, just they're just, yeah. It, it's, yeah, because they never go into like, these are the internal politics of the Gargoyle Accord. And this is why these millions of 20 foot tall demons haven't, yeah, it just, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. And honestly, it feels. Like, okay, so we need a villain. What's there? Well, somebody in the back of the room speaks up. I, I, I went to Amsterdam once, and there was a gargoyle on top of the building. Yeah. It, just, it, it feels... Eh. And giving them robots of their own, it's just... Uh, eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I, I have a problem. I do. I just have a problem with it. It's not my jam. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't quite enunciate why I dislike it, but it, uh, I mean, the things that I do like are their weapons, the, the, the heel spikes and the wing blades and whatnot. Yeah. I like seeing interesting weapons that are designed for a non-human anatomy. And that's cool. But the robots are just kind of silly looking and... And the gargoyles and the gargoyle lights just annoy me. I just, I don't want to, I don't even want to look at it. You know, it's just meh. Yeah. My issue with it, I think, ultimately comes to the concept of these kind of savage, destructive nations continuing to manage somehow to exist. You... I just don't understand. And to be organized enough to build power armor, perhaps. Yeah. Like, how does that even... Yeah, like one of the factions of enemies that are really fun to throw in as fodder are the Broadkill, the mm-hmm. cyber demons. Oh, I, I love Broadkill. They're great disposable enemies, and they're 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 a pain in the ass, and they can be formidable. But then there are things like the Broadkill kingdoms. You're like, how does that even? How does it operate? Yeah. Like, how have these people not just cannibalized themselves? <laughs> Yeah. I I don't know. And I guess with all of this, you have to apply the rifts mentality of because it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's something like I should keep in mind. It's just it's it's hard sometimes because I do look for an internal logic, you know. And 
I understand that if you're if you're creating places and scenes like this, this is you know, this is Western Europe uh, through through Middle Europe, and you're you're trying to set that stage and and make it into something. You're going to need an antagonist. You're going to need a protagonist. You're going to need points of interest and all that. I just think, I think the trying to tie it regionally like they did with gargoyles flopped. Like I, it, it's not, it just doesn't feel right to me. It, it feels contrived. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But NGR seems pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, so nice. I think this, in my opinion, of the world books of the books that we've gotten so far, this one has the weakest of the enemies, not in like numbers, mm. but in just concept. Yeah, like if I was if I was DMing it, I I wouldn't. I, I'd have the stuff certainly, but you know, I'd I'd throw the 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 gargoyles and the gurgoyles up in the mountains. They're a wandering encounter. They are not the nemesis. You know. Yeah. It just it they just don't feel like a nemesis. They they, yeah. they feel like punch meat. Or implement them in some way as kind of a horde. Mm-hmm. Like the horde that moves in and washes over and conquers. But if it can't conquer forward, it doesn't just settle down. It moves on yeah. and it finds somewhere that it can around. keep moving. And if yeah. it doesn't stay in motion for long enough, it either disperses or destroys itself. That's a way better idea. Yeah. It's just kind of like the reset button mm-hmm. for the planet. <laughs> just flying around. Yeah. Where would you put them on a scale of usefulness or this is a good idea versus the Knights of Camelot and Evil Merlin from the previous book? I like the gargoyles more than I like uh, Merlin. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I, I, I did not. I did not like that. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, but I agree. That, that's my own personal experience. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. Um, maybe you're the kind of person who likes to have a pump on the top of your gun just because that works for you. And, you know, <laughs> the magazine fits under the pump facing forward somehow because somehow that works for you. You know what offends me about this? The Germans are noted for great engineering and they would not do that. They would not, 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 not do that. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but Triax is noted as having existed continually nonstop since before the cataclysm. Mm-hmm. This seems like a design they would have put out in one of their joke magazines. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like 200 years ago. Yeah. That said, um, this was still released while futurism was, you know, giant robot futurism was raw. You know, they, they created it. They, they came along with it. And it just, you know, it is what it is. This is, there's a lot to love even with some, Hideous, hideous guns in there. And also, as evidenced by the several instances of such in this book, Rifts is rooted in comic book coolness. And the mm-hmm. comic book coolness of the mid-90s was often peppered with some really questionable technology designs. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's this stuff in here that's just going to get you killed. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff I like too. I like a lot of the the hover platform as a base. I can see a lot of value to that. Yeah, uh, within an adventuring party, uh, that mobile repair yard. 
glorious. In fact, if I ever go back into rifts, I'm looking for one of those. If my character <laughs> has an inkling, they exist because that is a, a great base to live from overall on a, on a scale. I'd, I'd rate this book highly. I, I do not care for the gargoyles and, you know, getting nitpicky about how a gun is shaped in a sci-fi fantasy universe is fucking dumb. I'm not going to be that guy. It's a good book. I like this one. I, I like having lots of equipment to play with and lots of, of new, new designs for vehicles, which I, I really enjoyed. I love those maps in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Maps of Europe. Hell yeah. Uh, the companion to this actually is, is map heavy as well. And yeah. we'll be talking about that soon. Good book. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Like if, if you're putting together a library, this is, this is not an immediate need, but this is one you should pick up. Well, I mean, the content in it for the setting is pretty cool, but the massive amount of stuff in it alone mm -hmm. to me justifies adding this to your collection. Now, later on, we'll look at the Game Master's Guide, which came out in the early 2000s. That was something of a collection of stats for equipment, mm -hmm. and it has a lot of the, the stats for a lot of this stuff. Unfortunately, the Game Master's Guide stat section doesn't contain any of the lore, almost none of the pictures, and the stats are all very, 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 very condensed. So if you see something in the Game Master's Guide, which I guess many people have these days, that is from Triax. You want to go back and get this book. This is yeah. this is some solid reference stuff. And the art is really cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly provocative. Like, I have a lot to say about where you put your magazine. <laughs> Just a bitch <laughs> over it. I'm sorry. Well, you know, also all of the uh, the little penis guns that the robots have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about About the whole gypsy part. Honestly, if I were you, I'd just ignore that part of the book or like rebrand it, reskin it to something that hasn't been, that doesn't have a historical precedence. It's just rough, man. And we're going to encounter this. We've actually been skipping around a couple ones that we didn't really want to yeah. do because we, we know they're, they're ways of old and we don't want to bring them forth in a modern light. Yep. But I think we're, we're going to get to them eventually, damn it. And we should probably establish our groundwork on how to deal with that. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get to another book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm jonesing to talk about it now. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you next time. Oh, thanks. You are listening to the Glitter Boys. Uh, it's Glitter Boys. You've what? been listening to the Glitter Boys, a Palladium Fine. Books fan podcast. You are listening Glitter to Boys, the Rips, Glitter the Boys. And all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. 
Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.